we got big, big news today. You might even call it breaking news. Hmm. That's why you might. That's why you might call it. Well. Oh yeah. Uh, we've been talking about this since things started to go down. From the moment that speculation arose that Elon Musk was going to go after Twitter, that he cared about Twitter, that he liked Twitter. From that moment, we got on this show and said, what could this be about? What is the incentive? What does he really care about? Where's the money? Follow the money. Follow the cash. And then the news story started to emerge after the 9.2% stake. After the couple few billion dollars, whatever it was. Yeah. And then some started to speculate when the news came out that he would not be joining the board when he would not be taking his seat mm. as had originally been planned. I mean, they even put him on the website and he said, no, nah, I'm good. I think it'd be better if I didn't. And then people started to people started thinking maybe there's a little beef over there. People started thinking maybe it's not maybe there's trouble in paradise, Twitter paradise. And then rumors started to come out that Oh, maybe Twitter employees not, are not big Elon fans and you have some sort of revolt. Mm -hmm. And then people said, no, the reason he doesn't take the seat is because if he takes the seat, then there's a, a, a severe limitation on how much of the company he can own. Then the SEC comes out and says, hey, we're about to send you a fine because you didn't disclose in the right amount of time. Mm -hmm. And then analysts come out and they say, nah, 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 nah. This is all about a hostile takeover. They say, no, no, no. He doesn't want that seat because he's not happy with 9%. Because mm -hmm. this man wants it all. He sure does. And, and he could. The thing is, he could. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's more complicated than you might think, Will. There's a lot no. of people, a lot of approvals along the way that have to take place in order for something like this to go down but he made a very aggressive offer that came out today 43 billion dollars 43 43 billies in cash unsolicited bid to take twitter private and it's official because he just went on twitter of course that's where you would go with something like this he went straight to twitter and said i made an offer mm. and then a link to the official filing as you would do for an offer like this. He is the world's richest person. This offer would be $54.20 per share in cash. Uh, the shares, that was like, I don't know what the shares are at right now because it's going up as you'd expect that it would, but it was some kind of 38% premium when I first read about it this morning, which is an aggressive offer. Mm. Can you pull out from the one day there and just go to... Like, uh, say, uh, uh, one month. Yeah, so you can see the original boost over there. You know, you had a jump, didn't you? You were up almost 27%. And he appears to be sincere about this. He, he appears to uh, envision a world in which Twitter is the town square of the world. Uh, yes. The internet equivalent of it, where free speech 
reigns supreme mm. in a world. Um, now, as I mentioned to you, Will, it's important to note that there's, as aggressive as this offer is, there's uh, the potential that it doesn't go through. There's the potential that it doesn't happen. And those potentials lie in the fact that well, first of all, the shareholders have to be in agreement that they like this deal. I have to imagine that the government wants to take a look at it. That's what governments like to do. Organizations, filings, mm. overseeing bodies and such. Uh, there's a lot of questions around management and leadership. What happens to the CEO of the company? Um, uh, what, what about if you can't get a controlling stake? What about if there's a number of holdouts? Uh, like, for example, there was a tweet from a major shareholder, Saudi Arabian shareholder, who said, no, no way. They said, this is, I still believe this is undervalued for Twitter, even though the stock is where it is right now. And it's a, it's a premium. Mm -hmm. So you could have some kind of resistance that takes place in there even though there's been this premium applied. Right. I mean, then there's a question of Elon Musk's uh, time and the fact that he's got all these other interests going on and he's managing all these other companies and, like, what would that look like? Even if they, if the shareholders agree to it. Because the shareholders, are they're basically saying, and I don't even know what, uh, by the way, did anybody state what that, because he that's enough money to take it private, right? That's enough money to buy up all the shares. But there's another interesting play, which is you meet resistance, and then instead of going all the way with it, you go just to controlling stake. You just go to 51. Majority decision. You just go, yeah. go to controlling stake. And maybe the, the, other, the other ones hang around. Musk 50 announced a proposed deal in a filing with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission Thursday after turning down the chance to take a board seat at the company. This board seat thing seems to be symbolic because he they they did list it at one point. So he may have been willing to, to, to just have the board seat and say, hey, are you guys really receptive to my ideas? And they're like, yeah, we'll get back to you. And he's like, that's not enough. He's like, you just triggered hostile takeover mode. Uh -huh. And maybe that's, that's what happened. Or maybe yeah. it's all part of a master plan. Mm -hmm. Start small and make your maneuvers and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that's important to note is often when it comes to share value and when it comes to investor interest, a big portion of the evaluation comes down to profitability. Like what is, how does this company plan on making money? That's normally how these things work when you're talking about billions of dollars in investment. Mm -hmm. But for him, it seems to be like something bigger, some sort of philosophical um, mission. Yeah, if he's you, all about free speech. If you just go, yeah, I'm going to make you this really big offer because I really care about free speech. And I got like almost $200 billion in Tesla stock. And I can do this on a whim because this really matters to me. This is my pet project. This is my passion project. Not because I need to figure out how to make money. Not because I need to. I got money. I'm making money. I just want Twitter to be the way I want it to be. Like that's a much different move than we typically see. Usually it's about money in, money out. I put in, I take out. I want this company. I want to invest in this company because I believe this company is going to do well and keep making money. 
Like, I'm going to go buy some Apple stock. It's nothing uh, big picture altruistic. And I'm not even necessarily sure it is altruistic with Elon. Maybe he does figure out a way to make it more profitable. He, he already went on Twitter and talked about, hey, what can we do with Twitter Blue? We can't rely on just advertisers. What can we do with Twitter Blue? How mm-hmm. can we make it more appealing? Subscription-based. So I'm not necessarily saying that it, it, they won't find a way to make it more profitable and representative of whatever the offer was at 5420. Taking Twitter private at 5420 should be up to the shareholders, not the board. And uh, he's putting, still putting polls on Twitter. The crazy part about this is it's all taking place on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy, man. The whole thing, the whole takeover is taking place on the platform that's about to be taken over if it were to be taken over. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, it's important to note there's a lot of ways this thing cannot happen. And there's a lot of other, and I'm not saying this is the case, but there's a lot of other potential moves going on. Think about it since the moment he got involved. This is a guy with an enormous holding already in the company. He could turn around and make moves right now to make some money. He could wait for this thing to fizzle out and be one of the first to make moves and say, screw it. I can't have it all. I'm out. Mm. Affecting other people. Well, it seems like he's trying to play for the long game. So you're, you're looking at it completely face value. Guy loves Twitter, sees Twitter a certain way, wants it to be that way at all costs, and will completely obliterate his bank account to make it happen by the way it's important to note a lot of his money is locked up this is another thing i just want to get out there a lot of his money is locked up in stock that he can't sell if he sells it then he's paying enormous amounts of uh, tax mm-hmm. what's likely happening here is that he's getting uh, that they find roundabout ways to leverage his ownership his stake in companies his wealth mm-hmm. and then lend him the liquid necessary to execute the actual deal and you know lenders have no problem handing money to the world's richest man. Well, you, they're lining up around the corner to hand him money. Mm-hmm. He, there's, there's no credit application, Will. Yeah, I'm lining up. You're like, Elon, I'll, I'll, I'll help yeah. you fund it. I'll give you 47 bucks. Never mind the billion part. <laughs> give you 47 bucks. Yeah. Uh, this is a nutty, nutty uh, time to be alive. With everything else that's going on in the world, you didn't expect to see it. Jack Dorsey's barely left the company. I know he he doesn't have a massive stake left in the company, but he recently distanced himself as he became mega crypto head. And Elon has become increasingly obsessed with Twitter. Mm -hmm. Using it more and more as a mechanism to achieve whatever he wants to achieve. This is the part that I I don't that I think might be overlooked is that as much as he might like the product and the representation of the product, he also happens to be arguably the most prominent user of the product. Um, if he does take control, he needs the product. Like he uses the product to, he needs to have a product. He needs an outlet where his sure. voice, where he can. Promote his ideas, developments, things like this. Now, I very quickly as well. He's not going to make a YouTube short. He he already publicly came out and said, "Not a big Instagram guy." 
You can listen to the Rogan podcast where he's like, nah, it was bad for me. I'm not into mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So I don't even know where he goes. Could it go to YouTube? Like, let's say this deal falls through and he's bitter about it. Uh, where's the other Twitter? Do you, do you think he would start another one? A social media platform? It's crazy as a threat, I'll tell you that. Because like, that, in definition, would be, like, true free speech. It's crazy as a threat from him. You know, Trump made the threat yeah. with uh, truth social. And I, a lot of the reason I bring it up, a lot of people have made that connection. They're like, just go start your own. And they've referenced the Trump situation. But Elon is a computer programmer. Like, yeah. his background is technology products. No doubt he could put some, find a team and put something together. Absolutely yes. no doubt. And so Twitter, if I'm you and you turn down this offer, don't think for a second that that's not a thing that's being thought about on their team side. Mm -hmm. That they're, they might want to go head to head. And as Twitter, as much as I like you, that's calling on a different army than the one that you're currently battling with in the form of Trump's true social. It's not even yes. in the same, it's not even in the same universe, Will. And Elon can save 43 billion. Can buy some bubble tea with it. Yeah, because it's not gonna cost him 43 billion to build the next one. Yeah. Hell no. So I'm just saying you gotta look at this offer seriously. By the way, I just noticed he got he found a way to get 420 in there. <laughs> just noticed that. 54.20. Damn. Okay, what about the flip side? What if he does go through with owning Twitter? By, um, by the way, listen, I know that it's much harder to get people to join a new platform. I realize that. But if anyone could do it, it's him. And if anyone had advantages, it would be him installed user base he sells hardware he has mm -hmm. teslas uh i don't know what kind of integration you could use to help and aid in adoption but if you've got a better product you know if you've got a better product it's not impossible right people said it was impossible to have an electric car company in america that was going to beat out or uh, outsell or be more valuable let's say that's where we're at right now you know, you know how many people said he was crazy at that point? Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? You're going to do an electric car. <laughs> okay. Good luck with that. Yeah. I think that's maybe. Little Elon. That's maybe a crazier. That's a much crazier task than saying, I'm going to compete with Twitter. I'm going to do, I'm going to do a better social media. I have all kinds of ideas for features and things I think are important to people. Yeah. Oh, really? That's so intimidating. What, what are the daily actives on Twitter? You know, how many of them already follow Elon? Mm -hmm. how, how many of them? I'm not saying it's instantaneous. I'm not saying it's immediate. And I'm not saying it's easy. But I'm just saying this is an individual who's done very difficult things. And he can do it. Has done very difficult things. Yes. And has a background which is different than Donald Trump. As an example. As another person who tried to go make their own party. It's always better to have the party where people already are if you can't. But I don't know if he just puts this one down and goes take a nap if this offer gets denied. I don't yes. know. Could be motivating. It could be a motivating one to him. And uh, and uh, Tesla seems 
Like Tesla shares went down actually. Yeah. But it wasn't by a lot. It was like 3% or something. Give it a peak right now. What is it? 3.6% today. Yeah, people got people started to get worried. Wait a sec. Does he get so obsessed with Twitter that he takes his eye off the ball with Tesla? Like where he's like, hey, you guys run Tesla. I don't need to, I'm going to go work on this Twitter thing for a bit. Mm-hmm. He I'm loves, gonna... man, he loves Twitter. Yeah. He seems to have a, a passion for it. And uh, I'm wondering if he does own it, would he um, unban Trump or Alex Jones? Uh, let me tell you something. He gets controlling stake in Twitter. Everything opens up, guaranteed. You look at the way he's been talking. You start thinking about everything opens up. You start thinking about upcoming elections. You start thinking about campaigning. You start thinking about potentially a movement away from an ad model. Hmm. Potentially a movement away from the ability to promote tweets. You got a whole new perspective on social media when you have the world's richest man who may not necessarily be in it for the majority of their profits, but instead for some philosophical reason. And you got a whole new game in town. Because that ain't Google, that ain't Apple, that ain't Facebook, Meta. That's a different beast, man. When you shift that incentive structure, you flip everything on its head, and you're not really sure. Mm -hmm. By the way, I'm not saying I know this to be a fact. I didn't ask anybody any questions. I don't know this to be a fact. He could come in there and turn Twitter into a money-making machine and just double the ads. Right, I'm not saying that will happen, but based like it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But based on what I've seen and reading through the tweets and so forth, the dialogue, this seems to be about something else. And that's the interesting part. This seems to be about something else. Influence. And influence, I, but you probably know this better than anybody will. Influence is about access, amplification. Influence kind of leads you anywhere you want it to, including money, if that's where you want to go with it. Hmm. But a lot of other places, too. We got to wait and see what develops. But look at this. He's got a pinned tweet already responding to Al-Walid, who is the Saudi investor I was mentioning. Uh, a billionaire himself. Interesting. So he's responded. Please click on that. This is uh, breaking news. So he says, I don't believe the proposed offer from Elon Musk comes close to the intrinsic value of Twitter given its growth prospects. Being one of the largest and long-term shareholders of Twitter, Kingdom underscore KHD, I guess that's his uh, investment branch. Yeah, Kingdom Holding Company. Famous holding company, by the way, invested Mm. in all types of companies. You'd be amazed if you looked at it. Uh, I reject his offer. Rough. So I guess he's got, what, 5% of the company? Did it just state it right there? 5.2%? Ownership in Twitter company to 5.2%. So it's not an insignificant amount. It definitely would be enough to not have the company go private. I don't know. I don't know how much of a resistance you can put up with owning 5% of the company, let's say, if everybody else 
uh, agrees to the deal. I don't know how these uh, interwork in, in inter. You know what I'm saying? Well, it would have to come down to a vote. Have to come down to a vote. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so he re- he replies. This is what's important. Interesting. Two questions, if I may. How much of Twitter does the kingdom own directly and indirectly? What are the kingdom's views on journalistic freedom of speech? Oh my god. He got the kingdom involved. Whoa. Holy shots fired, dude. That actually that is I thought he was going to engage in dialogue. I thought he was going to say two questions, if I may. What is the intrinsic value? What kind of offer would it need to be? That's what I thought he was going to do. But he hits him with those shots? Holy cow. He's going for the jugular. Well, and it's doubled up. You know why it's doubled up? Let me tell you why it's doubled up. Uh Uh-oh. It's shots fired on the journalistic freedom of speech. Okay, sure. It's a kingdom. It's doubled up because you've got Mr. Electric Car talking to the kingdom of oil and gas. You're, you're mm. talking about Saudi oil reserves right now. Mm. Versus the king of EVs? The king of electric. Yeah. Double shots fired. Mm. But it's double shots fired because how much Twitter uh, of Twitter does the kingdom own? And we, we just saw it said five points, although maybe indirectly there might be more of it. But Elon's basically saying, uh, I got more chips at the poker table, sir. Mm. It's double shots. Call my bluff. Holy cow, man. Billions on billions. Yeah. And it's happening on Twitter. And it's about Twitter. Uh-huh. It's 2022. Oh, that's <sighs> fun times. Well, you want to know something, Will? That's why we're here. Yeah, I'll tell you that right now. Us right now? Yeah, that's why we're okay. here. We're here for moments like this. Yeah. When you're sitting here going through this experience in the way that we are, you're on the internet, and you're like, damn, what is everybody else feeling right now? What is, this is, this is, this is a big things going on. Mm-hmm. And you turn around, and you look around, and then you see that this show happens to be live. And that's what this show's about. Yes. Well, <laughs> I'm not joking right now. No, the fact that it's live is, uh, it's a good time. I just say, I'm not joking right now. Yeah, you're not bluffing. No jokes over here. That's what this show is about. This show is for moments like this. Thank you, Elon, for providing moments like this. Thank you, Saudi Kingdom, for participating as well. We're here, man. Let me tell you something. We're here. I don't know if you knew that, but you're here. I'm starting to know. Oh, you're starting to get it? Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff right there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Uh, uh, Elon Musk gave a TED Talk as well. And this was while the whole, all this stuff was breaking. It's just, just things going on. And uh, you watched this. I didn't have a chance to. It was this morning. And it started with an interview. Yeah, it was live today um, at a TED event. 
And uh, there were two interviews. There was one that was pre-recorded um, at the Giga Texas factory, I believe. And then there was a longer interview where it was live. And it was at a really, I guess, convenient moment because it was the moment where right before Elon kind of tweeted about buying Twitter. So that was the first question. Twitter, why'd you buy it? Or why'd you put a bid on it? You're, you're making it sound like it, this was all planned out. Well, is that what you're saying to me right now? I mean, it could be. Who knows at this point? Internet stuff. And uh, there was a really good, it was a really good conversation. And I took some notes on it. Mm. Um, they talked a lot about Tesla and how, you know, um, Tesla being the most short, um, the shorted. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody stock, wants, hang on one second. Somebody whatever. wants a clarification here in the chat about the Kingdom Holding Company. Yeah, in all caps. I know he's talking about the Kingdom Holding Company. But it's called the Kingdom Holding Company. So I think shots fired still, all right? We got mm -hmm. it. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, Tesla being the most shorted stock ever. Um, and yeah, how he dealt with like the SEC on his back. Um, and obviously talking about Twitter. And he had like a really nice um, point in terms of like why he wanted to buy Twitter. He said that free speech is like true free speech is when someone you don't like say something that you don't like yeah yeah and it's it's just kind of like it kind of paints a picture of what it should be right we kind of want twitter to be a place where everyone can have a dialogue everyone can have a voice and the things that are maybe more prominent should be surfaced are you talking right? about elon's point of view or your point of view um twitter Twitter's like ethos. Sure, but I'm saying, is this your point of view that it should be completely free, zero moderation? Or are you talking, did Elon say that? Elon in this? said that, and I agree with him. Both your point of view. <laughs> yeah. So what would moderation look like in that scenario? What is? What about doxing? It By would the, be... Shout out Captain, Captain off, shout out Jesse. I, I would imagine it would be kind of like a Reddit system. Things would be downvoted, upvoted. You know? But well, I mean, on Reddit, you can totally... And obviously, there's there's bots and stuff, and yeah, that's what he wants to improve the Twitter algorithm to mm. also, you know, uh, detect. Hmm. I still think you got to have some rules. Like I, I uh, oh I'm, yeah, I'm all definitely rules. I'm all with the freedom. I'm all with it. But uh, there's a couple of examples that you can use to showcase why there is still some pretty serious responsibility that comes from being in charge of the town square like picking Elon, up like picking up mean. the trash and whatnot in the town square so people can talk uh-huh it's i'm just saying and there's a, like listen there's all kinds of uh, mechanical mm -hmm. components that would have to be addressed but i think you got to have yeah. some type of program in and place. you're talking about mechanical which is a good point because um like he doesn't want permanent bans 
he wants temporary suspensions. Suspensions, I agree. Which with that. makes sense. Yeah, I like. I'm much bigger fan of suspensions than banning. I agree with that. And somebody, it, somebody just mentioned that U.S. law also stipulates certain things as far as moderation and so forth. So they're going to have to do something. But I don't know that the far end free speech types are going to like that. Yes. Because he, the the way it's being phrased and the type of people that attach themselves to this particular conversation, the word free is pretty free. Mm-hmm. It's a big word. Mm-hmm. And so everyone sits around and watches and, and, and will poke holes anytime something. Yeah. Especially when it's one man you can point at and be like, oh, oh, look at that. This was moderated. This uh, one comment, which may have affected you negatively for XYZ, something along these lines. You hear me, yes. Will. Yeah. Very difficult. Yeah. Twitter has like a huge face if Elon buys it. <sighs> huge target. Yeah. Absolutely. Bigger than Dorsey, I would imagine. Because Elon actually, you know, has a big impact on his tweets. Oh, we have an update on the uh, Kingdom Holding Company. They say the date of the original tweet stating 5.2% ownership was from 2015. It could be a much bigger Mm. stake at this point. So maybe that question wasn't shots fired. Maybe it was a little shots fired, but then also actually tell me what the stake is. Okay, fine. I feel like he could figure that out anyways. Sure, yeah. Well, go check out the TED Talk. It's actually quite uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about an hour long. Um, and I think they're going to release it after this, this event, which is hopefully coming to an end soon. What do you mean release it? It looks like you can go watch it right now. Oh, well, this one I feel like is... Yeah, I mean, I guess you can watch it. This one I think is pirated, maybe. Oh, that's a real channel. Bloomberg, Bloomberg. put it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, come on. Well, I, I don't know. TED Talks said that they were going to release it, but I guess you can watch it on Bloomberg. Okay. <laughs> or wait for TED to publish it, whatever whatever yeah. uh, suits you. But uh, check out Elon making moves, man. Like he's, these huge offers, he's putting this kind of cash on the line, and then he's like, I got a TED Talk to do today as well. Like imagine his calendar. Jeez. You imagine his calendar, Will? Compared to a hostile takeovers, go for the TED Talk, build mm-hmm. some cars. Meanwhile, uh, Mo's like, I got to leave early. <laughs> yeah. Shout out, Mo. Um, Appreciate you, man. Uh, shout out Evergame Studios as well. Yeah, Elon's coming on the show soon. Don't worry. Who's this TED guy anyway? Mm-hmm. I only know about this show. I don't know this TED guy. It's a jo- that's a joke, Will. Yeah. Shout out Ted Beers. Um. I guess there's a follow-up with the uh, Elon Jet guy, <laughs> right? Tim Sweeney, right? That's so, actually I, that's really what this is all about. Yeah. This whole forty-three yeah. billion dollar thing just is, to thwart his uh, ability to. Yeah, he's just. It's all about getting rid of Elon Jet. Yeah, he was pissed about it that it didn't go his way. He made a five thousand dollar offer, which was denied, and then he said, "I'll just buy the whole platform and boot you off." 43 billion. Oh my God. Yeah, it only cost me 43 billion, but what do I care anyways? I live a simple life. Yeah. Oh no, the team behind the popular Twitter account that tracks Elon Musk's private jet reacts to the billionaire's proposal to buy the company. <laughs> it's just straight up, oh no. <laughs> yeah, like, is that kid free speech? You see what I'm saying here, Will? You see what I'm saying here? It's, I, <laughs> Do- that's why not, I, that's why I brought up doxing. Yeah. Like, that's not cool. Nobody, but I don't know, in the town square, if someone wants to come into the town square, Mm. which now is the internet, 
and start shouting about where one guy they don't like lives. Mm-hmm. Where's the line? Yeah. What What about inciting violence? What about uh, suggesting that a large group get together and mm-hmm. do something to that guy after finding his address? You see, well, I'm just, hey, man. Hey, man, it's complicated. You see I what I got to do. You see what yeah. I got to do. Mm-hmm. You see what I got to do. It's if a I, hard if I, job. If I'm going to put a whole wire and put a whole microphone, then I got to do it. Both of it, I got to go there. A whole wire? What? This, the, the cable. Oh, okay. There's a whole cable. It runs all the way back to the audio interface over there. <laughs> yeah. There's a microphone here. So the responsibility is to represent the, the entire picture, the whole difficulty associated with it. It's not clear, Well, It's nuanced. It's a gradient. Mm-hmm. It's not clear. Jack Sweeney runs the Twitter account. Uh, Elon Jet. Well, he came on the show. We had no problem getting Jack Sweeney. Elon's next. Sweeney reacted to the news by tweeting, "Oh no, that's it. The whole tweet was just oh no." Yes. Wow. I guess everyone knows what he's talking about. Oh, wait a minute. Probably good for Twitter, but probably not me. LOL. That's quite. That's such a Jack Sweeney type of tweet, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, if he really wanted to, then he could shut me down. Well, yeah. It was kind of not surprising. It's Elon Musk. He's the jokester of Twitter. <laughs> the jokester I guess he is among other things um, he has 402,000 followers at this point so he's been blowing up but uh, yeah I would have to assume he'd be one of the first targets however I, again it would have to be within some sort of policy or else everybody's going to say hey misuse mm-hmm. misuse of the power wielding the uh, the staff of power, the wand, the wand of power, the wizard wand of power of the inter, uh, the Twitter. Of the wizarding world? Yeah, th- imagine the Twitter banhammer. Like, it's stressful enough having a banhammer in, like, one chat, yeah. like this one. Imagine having the power of the Twitter ban slash suspension hammer. God, I don't want it. Don't hand it to me. Don't hand it to me. And even if you gave it to me, I would need some kind of policy, which is so clear that I'm just like, it's right. There's the line. That's mm-hmm. the line. We created the line. We created the rules. I got to give some shout outs because there's a bunch of super chats uh, coming in. Shout out to Daddy Beaver. And there's one more up there. Jerome Miller. Jerome Miller. Shout out to everybody. Really shout appreciate the, the, the super chats because we're for sure we're getting copyright strikes anyway. So <laughs> yeah, I'm just playing it. Drake. <laughs> this, this show runs on super chats. All right. You, already, you guys already know that. Apple Car rumored to run new custom OS to control all aspects of driving. Uh, well, yeah, of course. I mean, Apple, if there was an advantage and a leg up that Apple had, it would be on the software side of things, uh-huh. on the OS side of things. I mean, they have this tremendous user base that's already comfortable with their services, their approach to software, and it would be one of the major differentiating factors for them. If they put a car up, people are like, oh, it's like my iPhone on wheels. Mm-hmm. Sick. Everything's synced up for you. A new industry report that uh, claims that Apple is planning to have its own centrally integrated OS for the long-rumored Apple car, similar to how Tesla has one system operation operating driving controls and entertainment. The giant majority of patents and other regulatory filings regarding the forthcoming Apple car have concentrated on hardware issues. Nonetheless, it's unlikely that the self-driving vehicle would ship with nothing more than an expected expanded version of CarPlay. Well, yeah, expanded version of CarPlay is fine. Um, but it will not be CarPlay. I don't, I mean, there's no reason for it. You can get CarPlay on any car. You would want something extra here to incentivize you to spend 
all that much more money for that to have that badge on a car if they actually do it. Speaking of Tesla's integrated operating system, they added Disney Plus on the latest update for streaming. Hmm. Uh, and last night, I was with the kids and we went to the uh, McDonald's drive-thru late at night and they were in a kind of bad mood. And I was like, just get an ice cream cone or something, you know? And we go through and we just park and I got the nice big screen and a good sound system and I put on episode two of the F1 show of of, uh, Drive to Survive. On Netflix? On Netflix, in, in the car, in the centrally integrated operating system. You were talking about Disney before. I thought you were going no, to watch I was just, like Boba I, Fett or something. I was just mentioning that they just added Disney Plus as I well. Yeah. You now have four uh, in the uh, streaming category. So there's YouTube, there's Disney Plus, there's Netflix, and there's Twitch. Okay. That you're watching natively, not connected to your phone, nothing. Shout out Jiggle223. Um, and so I put it on and all, all the moods changed around. Little mm. little, uh, little ice cream, nice. little drive to survive in the car with a big display. Uh, everybody has their own climate going on because they got the heated seat if they want it. You know, so it's a, actually a really cozy environment. That's a good time. We watched the whole episode in there. Nice. So, right in the McDonald's parking lot? Yes, of course. <laughs> okay. I, I, I like that you like this this much. Can you picture the cozy environment? Yeah, mm. climate control. The rain was coming down, and we didn't have to. Oh budge. yeah, the rain. There was the rain. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the atmosphere was out of control. You were partway into van life there. It Why? was kind of like van life, but so integrated. Yeah. Without needing to have all these like pulling things down and and getting set up for it in the mm. Tesla, it's just you just stop and you have a full out entertainment system that everybody can see and see well. And the sound is incredible, mm-hmm. right? Because in your house, you might not be able to turn it up as much because I got, you know, other people sleeping. Or but in the car, it's like a movie theater. Mm. Do whatever you want. You're not bothering anybody. Wow, you're really uh, painting a picture. I, you know what? I was aiming to paint a picture. I'm glad that that's what happened because that was my aim. How much did Elon pay you? Uh. <laughs> Well, he's broke now. He's $43 billion, so it's all right, Elon. I don't need to – we can uh, halt your payment. You can, we can delay the payment for that last picture that I just sure. painted. But it was a great time. Mm. Yes, of course Apple's going to do this, some sort of car OS. I'm sure it'll be good. I wish this was an Irish coffee, thanks to those that asked. This is actually uh, from a video that I just finished shooting over on Unbox Therapy where uh, – I'm going to give you a little preview. I got this crazy, powerful battery bank like ridiculous, capable of delivering 3,000 watts of power. And so I was using it to run all types of appliances that you would not expect you could run from a battery bank. So anyway, Mm. this is a preview to that video coming out. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. Someone says we need a better schedule when we stream, Will. Do you have any comment on that? (laughs) I have a lot to say about that. but Go ahead. Go ahead. Say something. Hmm? Go ahead. Well, we should be consistent. Go ahead. Um, earlier. What and, time? Uh, what time should it be? Well, ideally 1 p.m. Eastern. But I don't think that's possible. Willie Do says... You're such a busy guy. Willie Do says 1 p.m. Eastern. Listen, if you tell me to be in this chair at 1 p.m. <laughs> Eastern, then that's where I am. No, no. There's too many other stuff that's happening right now. Well, if you tell me to be in this chair... 
1 p.m. Eastern? I'm here. That's well, what the end does, of it. What does the chat think? They love it. What do you think? I don't know. I think they like it. See, somebody says it's midnight where they are. Shout out. Oh, yeah, that's late. For Shout that. out to those joining us at midnight. It was supposed to be noon, Jennifer says. Yeah. Yeah, that's another good point. We got to do better, whatever it is. Some Somebody says it's 4 a.m. where they're watching from. I mean, that's even better. You win. You win the contest. Yeah. Listen, man. You guys need to hold Willie Do accountable because I'm saying right me, now. Me, I'm ready to go. I'm saying right now, <laughs> Will, if you give me a time to sit in this chair, I'll be here. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm not lying. Yeah. So I want you all to hold him accountable. You saying understand? it is different than doing it. That's all I got to say. Well, we can start by saying it. Yeah, that's the first thing. And then doing it. Apple's app tracking crackdown is costing Facebook and YouTube billions. Yeah, of course. Shout out, Jesse. Really appreciate it. But apparently Willie Do hates him. <laughs> <laughs> Smartphones are slowly taking over our lives. There's no denying that. For the past few years, more and more features have been surfacing. This makes us depend on our phones to replace other analog items in the process. As a result, these screens are becoming the focal point of our lives. Well, okay. We don't need all this backstory. I appreciate it. But uh, what is this? This is the revenue of Snap, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube on a chart estimated in millions. And we can see the share that comes via mobile. We can see the iOS share. And we can see the opt-out percentage. Holy cow. For the ad tracking, 65% opt-out. I'm surprised it's not even higher. Uh, Yield lost around 45% of revenue. Um, What is 1H represent? One hour versus two hours, maybe? Maybe. Anyway, revenue impact, you can see in millions, Facebook has been hurt the most by far as a percentage and as an overall number. Mm -hmm. Facebook really relied on that that ad tracking for revenue. Sweet, sweet tracking. Yeah, that's the the, the nectar of the gods, (laughs) which is the ad tracking. Apple's app tracking transparency feature could cost big corporations almost $16 billion in 2022. These include companies that heavily rely on tailored advertising, such as Snap, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Well, Twitter doesn't need it anymore. They just take Elon's money and become free speech accessory town where uh, it's a pet project, and they don't mm. need to make any money anymore. Mm. That's it. Just Tesla-funded Twitter. Yeah, they're good. Um, Facebook is expected to take the biggest hit with an esti- estimation of $12.8 billion loss in revenue, followed by YouTube's $2.1 billion estimation. Yeah, listen, it's a, a lot of it is Instagram too. The tailored ads. Mm. Hey, Will, you need the perfect T-shirt, or you need these. You've never tried socks like these ones, or I don't know what you see on Instagram, but it's always like that. Mm-hmm. This gadget will fix every problem in your life. You're doing it wrong. Yeah. Uh, as much as I hate Instagram and their tracking, go ahead. Kind of works. Damn right it works, man. Damn right it works. I buy that stuff all the time. They can't make $12.8 billion in advertising if the advertising isn't leading to sales, causing those advertisers to continue advertising. Yep. I'm part of the problem. Well, no. I mean, it changes the whole nature of the internet if the tracking goes away. People, in a couple ways, it'll be less sales, but it'll also mean it'll, it'll kind of get back to the way it was where you'll see a bunch of ads that are not where the companies pay less money because they're not really things you're interested in. Yeah, more traditional. You would just be seeing ads. You'd have your privacy, but you'd be seeing ads that are annoying because they're not, as you mentioned, 
in the case of Instagram, you find them in- interesting because they know about yeah, you. Yeah, they're tailored. Tailored makes it interesting. Yeah. So prepare for a lot less of that. I mean, granted, you just went back to Android, so you're opting back in. You just opted in. You're like, privacy? See you later. Yeah. You opted in to tra- more tracking. It's a lot of money loss. but Yeah iPhone 15 Periscope zoom camera might happen, new report says. Oh, here's another one, two generations away type of uh, leak. Is this uh, outlandish for you? No. no. I, I don't think it's outlandish. Because like, you all... like that stuff. What's that? <laughs> the crazy outlandish uh, oh. prospects. Well, listen, this is good. Other, Obviously, the competing devices have it. This one makes sense. Competing devices have it, but you know, one reason I think maybe Apple's been resistant is that the devices that have it, often the periscope camera has a different shape to it, which sort of changes the mm. aesthetic. Though recently they found a way to get it into a more traditional kind of camera cutout. So now maybe Apple's interested if they think aesthetically it's going to be sufficient. Uh, a report said a few days ago that the iPhone 14 won't get a periscope camera. Instead, Apple will introduce the periscope lens with next year's iPhone 15 series. A new report indicates that Apple might have already secured a deal with a key parts supplier in Asia who might provide components for next-gen zoom camera. Obviously, the benefit here is you get way more optical reach without the need to have like this crazy, huge lens setup that you can... Uh, shrink it down and fit it into a relatively slim body. Uh, S20 Ultra comes to mind. Um, S22 Ultra, the one Mo's using, you get a little extra reach. It's an advantage. You know, Apple doesn't want any other phones to have an advantage. So if they do do it, uh, I would assume it would be like a max feature. Yes. They could utilize more space and use it as a differentiation so people would spend more that really want it. Here's an example of how that system works. It's really actually quite a sophisticated and amazing system i'm a you know look at that thing it's really cool using mirrors and sensors and so forth shout out joseph happy to be a part of your uh house, house move in, in the uk put us on we'll make you feel right yeah. at, we'll make you feel right at home we know nothing about your home but we'll make you feel <laughs> right at home yeah. you know what you do will you 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 put on a little uh you put on a little fire in the fireplace i'll tell you what you put this on in the background i'll tell you what Little, With some uh, chilled cow? I might be painting a picture right here. Yeah. Because I've been are. known to do such things. Mandatory testing at Foxconn iPhone plant could herald a lockdown. Well, yeah, China's all about the lockdown right now, from what we can tell, what I can tell. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised. I've heard of plants shutting down. It's kind of rampant over there. Officials in Shangju, home of Apple's primary iPhone manufacturing base, have mandated COVID testing in areas around Foxconn facilities and adjacent parts of the city. Tens of thousands of workers at Foxconn's primary iPhone manufacturing plant will be subject to mandatory COVID-19 testing, which could potentially weigh upon an already fragile supply chain. It's all about the supply chain. Of course. And here's what you need to know about a chain. Well... One link breaks in the chain. Mm. Well, that chain ain't no good anymore. It's not a chain anymore. It's not a chain anymore, really. It's two chains. (laughs) 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 Which is also a wrapper. Yes. Comes a wrapper. The most expensive stuff. No, most expensive is shit. 
<laughs> is okay, the name well of the said. show. It's on GQ. It's, 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 is it GQ? Anyway, it's cool. Whatever. Shout yeah. out Two Chains. Uh, two Chains is fine, but Two Supply Chains is tougher. Yeah, it'll make Tim Cook's head spin. Yeah, he's like, I, he's like, I <laughs> spent like, all this time much. mastering one supply chain. Can't have two supplies. No, but there's many supply chains. This chain is pretty well thought out, the iPhone supply chain, and mm -hmm. it is fragile because of shortages and COVID and blah, blah, blah. And uh, this, of course, would be in increase the difficulties if they have to shut down these plants. You might be, I don't know, waiting a little bit longer for iPhones, particularly the upcoming one, right? Yeah. I don't know if that one's already in the works, uh, but even the the previous gen and it just could slow things down. Nobody wants that. Yeah. Hopefully COVID gets figured out even in China. Figure it out, please. Uh, shout out Chitto. Chitto. Thank you. Apple says a plan for nearly 50% commission on metaverse purchases lays bare Meta's hypocrisy. Oh, you knew they had to have a comeback. You knew they had to have a response of sorts to that news. That news was a bit wild. We were a bit caught off guard. I know you were, Will. You had high hopes for this metaverse deal. Yeah, I talked to Mark. I'm just like, buddy, we said 30. You talked to Mark? But he's like, no, 50. I was like, okay, You talked to Mark? Yeah. Allegedly? <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Uh, yeah, no, the news came out yesterday, or maybe it was the day before, or whatever. 47.5% revenue split mm. on, on virtual goods sold in the metaverse. 47.5% commission. <laughs> now, of course, uh, Facebook had been going heavy at Apple for the 30% commission inside the App Store, and now they open the door with this new announcement for Apple to fire back, as they have, saying, oh, you talk about our 30 points? How about yours? Close to 50. Yeah. Did Tim say it himself? I don't know. Was it somebody else? Let's see. Meta has repeatedly taken aim at Apple for charging developers a 30% commission for in-app purchases in the App Store and have used small businesses and creators as a scapegoat at every turn. Apple spokesman. Ah, it's a spokesman. Hmm. That's because Tim will never say Mark's name in public. He's like, Mark who? Who are you talking about? Mm -hmm. You're like Zuckerberg, the Facebook guy. He's like, I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. He, he would play that type of game with him. Yeah. Uh, Apple, Apple spokesman Fred Zane stated in an email to MarketWatch, now Meta seeks to charge those same creators significantly more than any other platform. Meta's announcement lays bare Meta's hypocrisy. It goes to show that while they seek to use Apple's platform for free, they happily take from the creators and small businesses that use their own. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that that 47.5 thing is going to stick. Seems a bit high, but I think the other part of it was that a portion of it was the App Store fee as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was split. It was a, a combo. Things. It was a combo effect. Uh, we have a message here that apparently Elon just tweeted that he's a big fan of the show. So we have an Elon update. Oh, nice. This show right here, I don't know if you knew that. Well, I, we're joking. Don't go check his Twitter. <laughs> I don't think there's any updates that have happened that quickly. Uh, we have a, we have a, uh, or maybe he did. Can some, can you go check? Not about this, but maybe something else. Shout out Captain, Captain off, by the way. I think maybe he updated his Twitter. Go back and give us a refresh. Uh, just, I love you 10 minutes ago. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's an update we needed to see. Very important. Uh, just a quick, I love you. If that's what you were looking for. We, we of course send you a very similar 
message here. Uh, China denounces Taiwan's efforts to protect the tech industry. This coming via Yahoo Finance. Uh, China on Wednesday denounced Taiwan's efforts to prevent Chinese companies from poaching talent and stealing chip secrets. Ooh. As a provocative smear, saying this could not prevent interactions between the two sides of the Taiwan Strait, Taiwan's premier called, the, called this week for the swift passage of revisions to laws mandating tougher punishments to prevent China from stealing its chip technology, saying the threat from the red supply chain needed an effective deterrence. Ooh, this is tension. Speaking of alternate supply chains, two supply chains, two chains, and red supply chain. Chips made by Taiwan are used in everything from fighter jets to mobile phones. Well, we're well aware, man. It's all in Taiwan when it comes to chips. No doubt about it. And the government has long worried about Chinese efforts to copy that success, including through economic espionage, poaching talent, and other methods. China's Taiwan Affairs Office said the island's government had intensified its efforts to obstruct and undermine exchanges and cooperation. Recently, they have been deliberately trying to smear and intimidate mainland companies in Taiwan, further escalating cross-strait confrontation and provoking, provoking trouble. Is that the word? Yeah, provoking trouble. Such political manipulation cannot hinder the general trend of exchanges and cooperation between compatriots on both sides of the strait and will only harm the vital interests of Taiwan's business community and compatriots on the island. Mm. Tension, Will. Always going to be tension. Always. No, Seems like no squashing of the beef. Yeah, unfortunately. Wow. Just based on, you know, last time I was in, last I time I'm in Taiwan, it. I'm in the, I'm in the food market. I'm having the, um, uh, I'm having the pancake okay, with yeah. the onion or maybe it's scallion. I don't know what it's this type of scallion onion. pancake. Oh, my God. I'm, very uh, good. I'm eating it. And you want to know something? What's that? There's no tension. <laughs> so uh, Taiwan should send some scallion pancakes I'm over I'm feeling no tension. China? I'm feeling no tension. It's getting whipped up. I think you can put egg in it as well. Oh, yeah. Which is very Did, good, did you go to Taiwan? I can't remember. No, you never. But I usually make it at home. Well, you can't pull it off the way that this no, lady I, made it in the street market. Yeah, but I'm sure it doesn't resemble it at all. I'm sure yours is pretty good. Um, but the next time we go over there, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna walk through there, try a few things in the market. We're gonna squash all beef. We're gonna remove all tension. Mm. Sounds like a plan. Okay, Tesla trademark cyber backpack. Possibly making a fan's dream come true. Look at this. That's a cool looking backpack. It looks like a Cybertruck, obviously. It looks very official. Uh, you have a little lock on the side. It kind of looks like luggage. It kind of looks like it has a hard shell. I don't know if it's one big compartment or not. Uh, people are, are, are hitting us up, and this is because it's breaking. You know this episode is breaking, right, Will? Yes. So I'm just going to pause Based on the title. I'm just going to pause your cyber backpack for a second. Okay. Apparently, Vanguard now owns 10.3% of Twitter. Vanguard, which would of course give them a bigger stake at the moment than Elon. And I don't know where this news is coming from. This is probably a thing that you're going to have to Google. Uh, Vanguard Twitter investment. 
because this is breaking. And uh, I know you guys are here for the breaking news. I know three hours ago. Here we go. Of course, you're going to get hit with a paywall on the breaking news. What is it, a counter bid? 59 minutes ago, Vanguard just became, you can close that one, the largest Twitter stockholder. Here's why. Uh, Twitter is in full focus today after Tesla CEO Elon Musk announced an offer to buy the social media platform for 54.20 per share. Oddly enough, shares of Twitter stock closed the day down 1.7%, uh, likely because Musk's offer may not come to fruition. Currently, Twitter is reportedly weighing a poison pill option that may discourage Musk from acquiring the company. A poison pill provision effectively makes an acquisition less attractive by allowing existing shareholders to purchase shares at less than market value. On top of this news, Saudi Prince Al-Walid bin Talal, a large shareholder of the company, voiced his disapproval of the acquisition. Prior to all of this Twitter drama, however, one investment firm with over $6.67 trillion in assets under management reported increasing its existing Twitter position. Whoo! That's Vanguard, ladies and gentlemen. They came out of nowhere. They now own 82.40 million shares of Twitter, which equates to 10.29% stake. All kinds of things are happening, Will, and moving quickly, which is the reason we need to be breaking. Did someone announce that on chat? I said to you earlier. Who was that? I said, you take this title and you put the word breaking in front of it. Oh, it's breaking. All and right. you know what you said to me? You were Something's like... Something's breaking. You looked at me and you said, we can't do that, Lou. This is not a breaking news show. And yeah. I said... What are we, a news show? And I said, starting today, it is. Yeah. I looked you square in the eye and I said, those days are done, Will. This is a breaking news show now. Mm. And you said, all right, I'll put it in there. And next thing you know, look at the things that transpire. Yeah. While we are live. And you know, I need to shout out the community. <laughs> Breaking. Elon just acquired Vanguard. <laughs> <laughs> I need to shout out the the community for keeping us breaking as well, for taking part in all of this. Uh, shout out Jonathan as well. Uh, so, yes, this is obviously putting a wrench in it. Uh, if this is the poison pill option that they're suggesting here at InvestorPlace.com, it could definitely make things difficult. Because these the low purchase option is going to encourage all types of shareholders. Plus, shareholders are sitting here saying there's all this increased interest in Twitter, all this increased publicity. We feel like we're going to make some money. We'll take some extra uh, stock right now. Look oh, at this yeah. thing. After Keep, hours. Look at uh, this thing. Look at it. Four percent. You talking after hours right now? Oh yeah. You didn't want to put breaking in the title, but now you're talking after hours. Where's Mo when you need him? Talking our about stocks. You talking about our financial analyst over here? Yeah. Yeah, Mo. He's actually probably listening. Mo, if you're listening to this, you better get your butt back here right now. You better <laughs> Do turn. a U-turn. Yeah, you better turn right around. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we'll keep up to date. With oh, we're going to keep an eye on it. Back to the uh, Tesla backpack over here. Cyber backpack. Shout out, Shabam. Uh, is this a product? Like, what's going on? Did this guy make the product? I believe he designed it. Yeah. Volti, which is a uh, an EV channel on YouTube. Yes, 3,000 subscribers. This was a TikTok, I guess, which was reposted on YouTube Shorts. And he's showcasing what looks like a cyber backpack. It has a little charge port on it. Get it at cyberbackpack.com. I don't know if this is officially approved. A uh, shout out, Gabriel. That's really cool. Well, it's cool what he made, but do you, does Tesla, what's Tesla going to do about it? We should get it. Hang on a second. The Cyber Backpack is up for grabs on its website for 200 bucks. 
That price is limited to the first 300 buyers, after which it gets bumped to 350 so that Riz can actually end up making some money off the bag. His ultimate dream, however, is to have the cyber backpack listed on Tesla's website as official merch while splitting the profits with Tesla's techno king, Elon himself. I don't know how this is all going to work, Will. This is com- complex, isn't it? I mean, anybody can sell a backpack that looks like a Cybertruck. It's just got some shapes to it. But if he wants to cut a deal with Elon and have it on the website, I don't know what the best way of going about that is. Yeah, I don't know if you well, want to start selling it right away. At I think they would 300. design their own. Tesla? Right? Yeah. Yeah, I would think so too. So I don't know how it's all going to go. but This the, is very cool. In the meantime, you can go check his stuff out and check out the backpack itself if you're in the market. But it is a premium price tag for a backpack. But it looks like he does have a little battery bank in there and mm-hmm. a few other things. So there you go. You got the uh, cyber backpack. You want to take a break? Now is the time. Guys, there is so much fun on the other side of this break. You best not budge. I'll see you in a minute. Today we're sponsored by Honey, online savings simplified. Uh, This is a no-brainer. It's in the background. You add it to Chrome. It takes two seconds. It's free. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. A sponsor, it's free. Mm -hmm. You just install it and you start saving money on your favorite things. Easily pay less for products that you're already buying online. Things like clothing, video games, uh, technology products. Whatever you're into, Will. I don't Mm -hmm. care what you're into. You can be into whatever you want to be into. Just don't overpay for it. All right. Or else we're going to have a problem, you and I. And you're going to hear about it. Uh Find savings in seconds while you shop. Honey will find working promo codes on the internet in the background. You just shop as you would normally shop. You add to cart. And at the very end, Honey checks to make sure that you're not overpaying. If there is a valid coupon available, it'll be automatically applied. And you will save instantly with one click. You can see this example right here. It found a working code and saved uh, this individual. $44.67. Add it to Chrome. It's free. It's honey. So I'm in the market for new Brixton hats, and I found a site to get me good honey deals. Super easy to use, just one click, and it tells you how much you save per purchase. So now I'm just waiting on the shipment and excited to show off the new hats on the show. Brixton hats don't come cheap, and I was able to save $50 with honey. Honey doesn't just work on desktop. It works on your iPhone as well. Just activate it on Safari on your phone, and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you can be missing out on deals. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a favor and supporting this show. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash later. That's joinhoney.com slash later. We're also sponsored by DoorDash. These are the restaurants you love and also ones that you probably should discover because sometimes it's easier to test out a restaurant this way, Will. With a little bit of low action. I mean, you might you might not want to go on a date there without having tried it out in advance. You want to make sure it's good. A little taster? Yeah, it might be a taste test. All right. You might do a smaller order and have it show up at your house. And then all of a sudden you're preparing because uh, you got this big event coming up. And that's what uh, DoorDash is going to allow you to do. The other thing it's going to allow you to do, which I've been using it more and more like this recently, is to pick up the essentials that you may have forgot. Uh, this could be 7-Eleven. This could be, they can even go to a local gas station, get some, you might just need some like a barrel of ice cream or something. I definitely want a Slurpee. Man, I saw the thing lately where I order it off DoorDash and then it's like, hey, we can also make another stop for you if you need something over here on the same trip. 
Oh, no way. Yeah, they're like, hey, you want us to stop in here? Anything you need over here? It's really amazing what's going on. Uh, so yeah, it could it could be something as simple as uh, your favorite restaurant, or it could be the essentials from the uh, the convenience store, the Seven Eleven, or whatever. I mean, I didn't. I mean, Seven Eleven. Look at the menu at Seven Eleven. It's out of control. You get the taquitos, dude. It's a full meal. Yeah, you might get a personal size pizza for two for six fifty. Uh, you might get a nacho bowl for three ninety nine. These get are Canadian that. prices. I don't think inflation happened at Seven <laughs> Eleven. Taquitos. Anyway, get DoorDash to do it so you don't have to. You know why? So then you can sit around and you can play uh, Horizon instead. Oh, that sounds like a plan. You just play Horizon and Taquitos show up thanks to DoorDash. Amazing. This past year has taught us to savor every moment together, spend less time prepping and cooking, and more time with the people you love with the help of DoorDash. Get what you want to eat right now and right to your door. With over 300,000 partners, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LULATER. That's 25% off up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Lou later. Don't forget, that's Lou later for twenty five percent off your first order with DoorDash. Uh, we're talking about inflation. I heard an inflation actually in that ad when we were surprised at the Seven Eleven prices. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very affordable. <laughs> we were like, "Wait, <laughs> did inflation hit here yet?" Uh, it definitely did help, or it did hit. Didn't help. Helped in that case, not in this case. Amazon has also noticed inflation apparently. They're adding a 5% fuel and inflation surcharge. Um, where are they going to add it to? Like right in my cart? It's going to show up with everything else? Yeah, apparently our prices are going to go up. That's no good. No. Well, I mean, I guess inflation's inflation. I don't think anybody really likes it. Shout out Shavam. Amazon said Wednesday that for the first time in company history, it will charge sellers a 5% fuel and inflation surcharge. It's going to charge the sellers... So whether you see it on your bottom line or not as a buyer is going to depend on whether the seller passes it through to you. Yeah. The e-commerce giant said the new fee will begin April 28th and is being imposed because inflation has worsened significantly in recent months. In 2022, we expected a return to normalcy as COVID-19 restrictions around the world eased, but fuel and inflation have presented further challenges. Amazon wrote in a memo provided to cnn it is unclear if these inflationary costs will go up or down well they tend to just go up i don't know going down is i guess i guess uh oil can go down inflation tends to go up i guess oil is a big component here though fuel costs for a company like amazon are pretty major mm-hmm. uh, suppliers sharply raised prices by 11.2 percent in march the most on records that go back to 2010 the Bureau of Labor, and Stati- uh, Labor Statistics said Wednesday consumer prices spiked by 8.5% year-over-year in March, the biggest jump since 1981. For those saying the inflation thing's not not there, <laughs> uh, those numbers uh, look, those numbers are in disagreeance. Like many, we have experienced significant cost increases and absorbed them wherever possible to reduce the impact on our selling partners. When we did increase fees, we were fo- uh, focused on addressing permanent costs and ensuring our fees were competitive with those charged by other service providers. 
Listen, Amazon is Amazon, and a lot of companies depend on the ability to sell on Amazon. They don't have too many other options. I suppose they could start some their own Shopify store or whatever, but logistically, Amazon interacts with sellers in such a fashion where they, they can do the warehousing for you, they can do the shipping for you, and you pay a fee for that. You pay a premium for that, but it gives you a lot more flexibility as far as risk is involved and uh, the size of your operation and other factors. So anyway, prepare to pay 5% more. And for buyers, pr pr uh, pr prepare to see more expensive price tags. Shout out TW. Mm. Mercedes-Benz Vision EQXX completes 1,000 plus kilometer journey on a single charge, paving the way for future long distance EV travel. That's a big number, man. That's the dream. Thousand kilometers, I'll take it. I'll take it today. I'll take one. Plus, it looks like my Taycan. It looks cooler than the other EQS. Looks like it's made out of chrome. Yeah, I'll but take it's it. Not. I'll take it. Uh, cool. I hope the supply chain can figure it out. After promising the journey earlier this year, Mercedes-Benz has successfully taken its Vision EQXX concept EV 1,000 kilometers, over 1,000 kilometers, uh, also 621 miles. The journey began in cold and rainy conditions across Germany all the way to the south of France. What a trip. It's a nice place to go, Will. Côte d'Azur. Côte d'Azur. It's, it's probably over there near Nice or whatever. Uh, it's a nice place to go. You, I would imagine so with a you, name like that. You might be surprised in the south of France over there. Drinking some wine and eating some cheese. You might be surprised over there. The French Riviera, guy like you. Mm. You don't know what you're in for, guy like you. The Riviera. That has a timeless name to I'm it. I'm telling you. Yep. Little road trip over there. Couple of uh, little patios. Little cafes. Picnic. You might have a cold beverage. Because it can get hot too. You got the beaches, palm uh -huh. trees in France. I don't know if you knew these things. I didn't. You might find yourself on a yacht even. I would love to be on a yacht. You might find yourself at an F1 event over there in Monaco. Oh, yeah. It's all close by. See uh, Lewis Hamilton? I might be painting a picture for you right now. <laughs> anyway, this is brilliant. Like, this is what we want, man. In the fall of 2020, they touted the highest efficiency uh, a car in the world. They talked about drag coefficient. We had the EQS in here. They were talking 1,200 kilometers. And a year later, they were testing this new silhouette EQXX concept. This one, to me, is a much cooler look, which I'm quite into, the EQ XX. Uh, so hopefully this thing comes to market in some format very similar to the concept because that, that baby's... Uh, that baby's pretty cool. All right. Are, are we you, are we into fun town we're now? We're into fun zone. Welcome to fun town. Elden Ring looks tiny and adorable with a tilt shifted camera. Yeah. It's amazing how that tilt shift works, isn't it? It it really hits it, the spot. Very oh, satisfying. <laughs> oh, satisfaction guaranteed. I don't know if maybe it's like the frame rate as well. It looks like a diorama. We're getting more Elon tweets, by the way. More breaking Elon yeah. tweets. Yeah, even in our fun zone here. Uh, yes, you're right. This is satisfying. By the YouTuber Floor Day. So he took the game and applied some degree of filter to it mm -hmm. to create this tilt-shift effect, which makes everything seem so miniature <laughs> and cute. 
and yeah. also real. Like, although the movement was a little, that, whoa, that's crazy. That looks like a physical item and not a video game. Mm-hmm. What are those people doing? Dancing? They're dancing. Wow. Um, it, the way that it's moving, like moving, it, it looks like it's kind of real. And the yeah, lighting and yeah, everything, it it's, uh, very well done. It is weird, the effect of tilt shift, how it makes... Yeah, it's not... It, it isn't necessarily how we see things. I know like, like the way our perspective works is uh, you have like the blurry sections. You can't focus on everything. Mm. And then video games tend to have a lot of things in focus, and it's really hard to create depth of field in, in games. Mm. Uh, this tilt shift effect does create an experience that's somewhere between real and video game and possibly like a new way to play look at the dragon here it looks like a claymation no but you can't play this way this is going to be very difficult to render such things yeah but i mean we can watch it and imagine it after the fact mm -hmm. shout out nate brown all right you got to just quickly go and see this elon tweet i don't know people are just in it telling us there's another tweet well uh you have okay. to go you got to keep this on deck man i don't know give a refresh over here on replies they might be trolling us as well it's quite possible oh, wow he's still going oh twitter inc q4 21 review investments continue to fuel multi-year transition in analyzing twitter's q4 21 earnings report and forward operating commentary a few key themes many of them reiteration of the past year were front and center first twitter management expressed optimism on their ability to grow users at an accelerated pace versus prior periods however we remain below that forecast second twitter remains in investment mode, as evidenced by management 2022 OPEX uh, against goals aimed at user growth, product innovation, advertising, diversification. Uh, what else am I supposed to be seeing here? Oh, Goldman Sachs is just uh, ranking Twitter as a sell. I get it. Okay, that's the key portion. He's saying, take my offer. He's, he's saying... This was uh, two months ago. Yeah, he's saying... A lot of downside. Things aren't going well. You're not making enough money. Sell to me already. Mm. Here's evidence why you should. Okay, we got it. There's your update. Don't worry. We're on top of it over here. Breaking, breaking. See, will you put breaking in the title and the people really, they really need you. Okay, let me explain something to you. Don't, before you get carried away over here. You know the concept of cursed images? Yes. Okay, well, this is the other side of it, which is blessed images. Okay. And so... Here we have blessed yearbook. Go ahead and scroll. <laughs> <laughs> How did they get away with it? I don't know, man. Somebody got Is that the um, school dog or something? No, I think somebody got their dog in. Maybe the photographer, the yearbook committee. Who I don't know who decides on the eventual design and, and locks this into place. But somebody got a black lab into the yearbook in the position that typically would be reserved only for a student in the school, in the yearbook. And they he's in there in such a way where he's barely in the frame, just sort of peeking up from the bottom. And uh, you could see the whites of his eyes. He's exactly. Very, very cute. And he's also a little bit confused as to what's going yes. on. He's kind of yes. like, is this where you want me? Are you sure? Am I in the right place? I wish they had names, though. Should I be in this yearbook? All of these uh, students don't have names well, next to them. Well, the names are going to be in the directory over on like the left-hand side. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That, sometimes they do it that way. I don't know. They think it looks cooler or something like that. Shout out Ross Vlogs. 
Well, that's uh, very nice. Yeah, I want to give you something a little light there. That's very memorable. I want to give you something a little light there, Will. Uh, nice. Next up, we have a koi fish. I, I don't know if you know about these things, but they live a really long time. And this one was called Hanako, and it died at the age of 226. Wow. I never knew they lived such a long life. 226. Yeah. You know how much the world has changed in 226 years? Uh-huh. That koi, well, I don't. That koi fish has seen a lot. Mm-hmm. It actually hasn't. The pond has looked the same the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Just gets uh, more and more algae. All 226 years. <laughs> He's like, no, zero, get me out of here. Zero change. Shout out TechMed. Uh, now, nah, I guess the people that are feeding, well, they, their, sti- changed. their styles would have changed over 200 years. Uh, anyway, it died in, in 1966, and they used two of her scales to study, to determine the age mm. in the first place, and also to figure out why did you live so long specifically? She was the longest living koi fish. So uh, that was from seven, oh my God, 1751 to, to what? Am I, is this, what is this? 1751 to 1977. Yeah, that's 226 years. <laughs> oh my God. In the 17th century wait what 1751 to 1977 yeah holy cow that's shocking i mean obviously as humans we're pretty aware of lifespan and just to have it shifted to that extent to even imagine if we could achieve 200 years of life yeah she lived through 1800s all of 1800s the entire 1800s Yeah, just breezed through the entire 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a life. Yeah, this, I thought that was pretty cool. This is uh, this is interesting stuff over here. Quite the... Maybe you didn't know, but they get bigger, too, as they get older. Yeah, so. this one's uh, quite chubby. She was a big one by the end there. And, yeah. and that's the thing. You might be looking at a koi pond and just think nothing of it. But in this case, and in this case, they didn't even know... I mean, she outlived anybody who would have originally seen her there or placed, you know what I mean? Mm. Fed her or like walked past. So the only way they would know how old it was is it's like examining a tree or something. Yes. They got to take the scales and go, oh, damn, you're way, you're a lot of people been through here and you've still been hanging around. Mm. Some of those turtles get old as well. Very wise. Oh, uh, uh, apologies, Nate. I, I'm really far away from the chat here. Nate Bown, not Brown. My bad. How dare you? TikTok shows what happens when you don't tip your DoorDasher. Bags of food orders stack up as buyers fail to tip before... To- Stop it. Is that real? No way. These have been sitting here for four hours because oh. no dashers would take non-tip orders. No tip, no trip. The worker told me no dashers, Uber Eats, Grubhub went to get the order. I don't know if this is real. Yeah, or not. that seems crazy because to me. If you're working there, why would you like just throw it on the ground? You're supposed to, you know, make it more organized. But also, if you notice that nothing is getting picked up, which could be also a technical glitch, it could be a lot of other things. Mm. At which point do you just stop making these orders? Like, it's crazy. You're just letting them all pile up for hours on end. Like, it would take take you a long time to make all that if you haven't had a pickup in a, yeah. a long enough time. Over the weekend, one TikTok video showed stacks of paper bags piled up in a restaurant. 
You can watch the video here since you can't embed it. Yeah, here's a quick rundown. Posted by Stephen Lang, who goes by the username Mr. Panda. Uh, says these have been sitting here for four hours. No one's picking up the no-tip orders. Now there's no confirmation that Lang's uh, caption is totally correct. Newsweek reports. But it isn't totally difficult to believe. Okay. So I'm skeptical. Uh, there is a DoorDash spokesperson who wrote in an email that the company has built other aspects to help employees earn, including hotspots, wherever dashers can quickly see busy areas to earn more on their time. Um, always shown guaranteed minimum amount they will earn for completing a delivery before they ever accept the delivery, as well as location and name of the restaurant, estimated total mileage, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I don't know about this, Will. I don't even think that's necessarily the way the app works. Hmm. I think that looks more like a technical glitch to me, but I don't know. I can't say for certain, but that's a crazy image nonetheless. Yeah, very shocking. Uh, oh, I, I put this one in here. And uh, by the way, I always tip on those things. Anyway. You have to, you should tip. I you tip. don't have to, but you should. I tip. I tip. You gotta be nice with it. I put that tip, Will. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, this one, I want to get your take on this one, Will. Uh, this is posting Cringetopia. Uh, and I really need to get your take because I felt a certain way. And I need to see if you feel what, the way that you feel. And okay. so what we have here is it's titled Lord shushing her own fans okay go ahead and play it for us will this is where the copyright comes in yeah, we I'm need the audio we need the audio you gotta go back to the beginning go back to the beginning can we get a replay on that one more time okay okay here we go Okay, now explain to me what you saw in that clip, Will. So Lord is um, is singing without music. <laughs> and um, as soon as she opens her mouth, um, the audience tries to sing along. Right. And she immediately shuts them down by physically kind of like forcing her hand um, down. And then the shush on the mouth. Yeah. And so she, she basically she shuts them up. And she sings out of tune in a way. She said shut up, basically, right? Yeah. By signaled it. Can we get one more, please? I am my mother's child. I love you till my breathing stops. I love you. Okay, so I'm not going to say anything. I've already watched this. You haven't watched this. Yeah. Well, I just did. What do you think about this? What you, the whole the whole thing? What what are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, it's definitely it, yeah. It belongs in Cringetopia, the Reddit. I think it's very cringy. I don't like it. What what is the what do you? Why do you feel that way? Um, I think mainly because she's like. The fact that she's singing and then gets interrupted, she kind of sings off key for a second. And when you're in that moment, you kind of want to, you know, sing your best. You're, people are so, watching you. So I don't care so much <laughs> about the actual singing. And and also... Uh, the, um, for me, I'm mostly interested in the shush. By because, the way, because, it seems like it's very intimate 
as well. It is. It's it's a small room. That's why she. There's no she, one cheering. Around. I've watched a longer clip, and she goes back and forth because I had to get to the. I what is going on? Right. This doesn't seem like a typical performance like this. Uh-huh. And you're not gonna have the audio. You need to enable it every time. She goes back and forth from the microphone and she's really, I don't know, she's in a mental space. She's, she's, uh, she has an idea of what, it, how she wants things to be, including the audience. Uh-huh. I almost think that she should start over, but she barreled through it. <laughs> I'm more about the singing. You no, seem like never you're, mind the singing. You're into she the does other. an entire performance this way. Like this, that's, she's a little different, you know, that's her thing sure. to her. She's not, she didn't miss anything to her. She just want the audience to shut up. Uh-huh. So we need to address specifically the shushing of the audience. Um, like, what do you mean by that? She went like this. She shut them up. They wanted to sing mm-hmm. along and she said, shut up. Yeah. Listen, she's going through something. Like this performance or whatever, right? Like, no. I don't know. Like, like if are you asking me like what would I do? What would I do if I was audience? No, I'm saying to you, we're we're talking about the concept of an artist here, yeah, who has who has presumably charged money, yeah, for tickets to come there, uh huh, and it's not. Uh, uh, usually the case that the artist wants to shut up their own fans. Normally, they really appreciate when the fans sing along. They'll even stick the microphone out. Sure, yeah. Like, like hey, it's kind of a, it's a part of the process, which is like an initiation. It's like a, an agreement of sorts that where the audience is showcasing that they love the song so much or know it so well mm-hmm. that they can sing along. This is typical. Now, yeah. oftentimes that's in a really big venue. It's not like this. It's not in an intimate setting where mm-hmm. you're you're kind of hearing the audience even more than her. Yes. Because it's a very small venue. Yes. And she's decided to sing off the microphone instead of into it. Uh-huh. Which would obviously elevate her own voice. But then at the same time, she's in this really emotional state, mm-hmm. seemingly, very affected by her song, but then still is in the has enough wherewithal to shush them, to shut them up. Mm-hmm. So the question is for you, Will, is whether or not it's justified. To shut them up at your performance? Uh, my performance? If I was Lord? <laughs> any, any, any performance, is this a thing that you see as being, uh, that you would encourage? Yeah, man, I, I can see both sides of it, um, but I'm kind of on Lord's side. I'm kind of on her side okay. mainly because, well, you want to watch her perform, right? You like I, I'm talking about like the general audience. If this one person wants to sing along, then like that kind of ruins it for maybe potentially everyone else, because not everyone else is singing here, right? 
It, it's a lot. If you go watch the but, the whole clip. Okay, maybe I'm I'm missing some information, but well, no, I mean it's 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 enough where you're you're like, oh, the audience is singing. Yeah, it's not one yeah. guy. But she seems like she's going through something, like an emotional um, performance. And, you know, if I was the audience and she really wanted that, then, you know, I would shush, not sing. I, I don't find it disrespectful. So, as a, as a, I don't go to many live music venues. Yeah. But as a person who has been... I presume to sure. concerts in yeah. the past. Is this a thing that you should know in advance? Like the, to, the singing along seems so common that I would want to know what the etiquette and the rule was on this. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, in much the same way where cameras would be discouraged, let's say. Mm -hmm. I would think that there could be some sort of a disclaimer. Or maybe it says it on your ticket. Or something because that those people it's got to be a little bit embarrassing no it's a little bit embarrassing yes some would say cringy oh man <laughs> like they got shushed <laughs> they got shushed in front of everybody and they're i mean now granted no one paid to hear them i know that's the other argument nobody paid to hear you guys uh -huh. but it is so commonplace to sing along oh yeah for sure that I sometimes wonder about the social protocol in situations like this. Mm. Yeah. What the rule is, because I don't think it's a thing that everybody, that we're clear on. I don't think it's, I know maybe you have well, to. Well, she definitely made it clear. She did, <laughs> but it's like, uh, maybe you have to, it's a moment per moment basis. Like maybe you can sure. tell when you're there. Uh -huh. But like, let's say she was on a big stage in front of a big crowd and she just went, shut up, everybody, shut up. Instead of the way she did it, which was like miming shut up or shush. Like then maybe your fans are like, whoa, easy. Uh -huh. We love you. Uh -huh. It's tough, man. Yeah. Being in an intimate place like this, um, I think brings on like a certain level of... Uh, personal feelings mm -hmm. and uh yeah i mean the audience i i feel like they shouldn't be embarrassed they just didn't know and um yeah you know what i would suggest i think i found the perfect scenario and i know this might be hard or it might kill the vibe a little bit but if you're going to sing a song like this and move off the mic and it's meant to be acapella and there's no music backing and it's a very intimate setting. Before you start, you just say, hey, guys, this next one I'm about to do, I really appreciate if you guys can remain quiet for this one. Yeah. If you do the disclaimer like that, then you can avoid the weird shush moment. And yeah. I think people will respect it. Mm-hmm. Just going to play it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I am my mother's Yeah. There's a longer clip if you if you yeah. enjoy this and you'd love to see more of it. But it's communication, <laughs> right? It's a type performance and audience and performer. It's a type of communication. Mm -hmm. It's two-way. And I think sometimes anytime where you're lacking communication, there's these weird missed handshakes and the residual is cringe. 
Yes. But I enjoy watching this. This was pretty funny. Okay. I got you, Will. Yeah. Oh, this is yours. Boat made of ice. Yes. Now, before you watch this, I got to give a disclaimer. I don't think this... I don't know if this is real. Hmm. Because the way that it's cut, it's uh, it's hard to see like the boat being uh, finalized. But then again, you can kind of see the finished version. So... I don't know. You can make your judgment here. Um, so there's like a big carved... Oh, my God. Um, this guy decided to carve a boat in the middle of the lake since it's iced up. They, it's they, very thick ice. And very thick. They can shape it out and carve carve like the boat. Um, and it looks like a boat. Hmm. But you're saying the issue or your skepticism... So this is where, okay, they keep on digging underneath the boat. And then all of a sudden, you get to the next scene mm. of this tractor that's, I think, supposedly picking up the boat. And then all of a sudden, they're just like, the boat's oh, finished and they're in the middle of I it. I think the tractor was just busting up the ice so that it could, it could actually move. Yeah. So it, it is an ice boat. Like once it's finished, you can kind of, they bring the camera down so you can see that it's ice underneath. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was a weird cut. I want to see them like actually busting out the bottom part. Yeah. Um, is it just a TikTok thing? Like where? Time? I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, Will. Yeah, I agree with you. You're, you have a right to be skeptical. Yeah. And, but the fact of the matter is they're sitting in a ice boat. Which is very cool. They if, actually if it are. Is real, you know. I mean, and what do you think? It's made out of something other than ice? It looked like ice to me. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Why? I don't know what to think nowadays on, on the fair. internet. You know what? That's fair. Let's go back to the last clip. Lord singing. No, I'm kidding. I can't get out of there. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. No, stop. No, no, no. No, we're good. We're, no, Will. I was joking. I was joking, man. I was joking. Whatever. Shout out, Lord, man. What? Listen, whatever. Like, I'm not. I don't. I not. I'm not hating anybody. Anything. I wanted to talk about social protocol. You made it about the singing. I was not even going there with it. Uh, here we have, there was an attempt in, in, in Reddit, there was an attempt, um, there was an attempt to punch this guy. That's what we have right here. So go ahead and click play on this. Is there volume, audio? Uh, you don't, I don't think you need the volume actually. Okay. I mean, you can put it if you want and probably copyright. Oh, the copyright comes in after. Play it for a second. So. Play it? Yeah, play it with the audio. With I think. Audio? That, yeah, I think it comes in after. Okay, now get rid of the audio. There you go. It's actually a really perfect. <laughs> it's a really perfect song. Yeah, man. <laughs> but we're gonna try to avoid one copyright strike. But the important part is what happens. The guy they're having an argument. It's a protest or something. He goes to swing, and the other guy fully uh, shuts him down. <laughs> And so easily, he spots the punch coming way before. Plus, this guy's a bit of a tank. And this guy's in shock. He's like, I almost got hit. He's like, you almost got hit. This guy's like, gotcha. 
There's a lot of funny things happening. He's like, here. nice try. And then the other guy just agrees. He's like, damn, you got me. <laughs> and he just backs up. Look, here we go. How easily did the bigger dude just shut him down? And how accurate he was. Holy. Just cupping his hand with the fist. But casual, too. Yeah. Like he does it every day or something. <laughs> <laughs> It has a little bit of a... This guy can't believe the attempt was made. Yeah. The guy who was about... under shock. The guy who was about to get punched was like, did you really just try that? But then this guy's like, you did try it. The guy who blocked it is like, you did try it, and I'm better than you. <laughs> I gotcha. And I gotcha. So it is, it is an old video, but these ones always come back around. It's just a beautiful moment caught yeah. on camera of so many things happening so fast and so many twists and turns. In such a short amount of time. One single punch. That was great. Many twists and turns. Uh, apparently there's some sort of obsession going on with fancy windows. Particularly those from Germany that do uh, probably do more than your current windows do. So mm -hmm. I wanted to see if you found this impressive or not. Well, this is a large panel of glass that does some, some pretty cool things. So you go to this position. And the entire thing pulls out and will slide across. Mm. Okay, so that's cool. Sliding door, you go out to the patio. It has another move where by going up, it tilts back just for a slight. Just to get a breeze in. A slight little breeze. So now it's locked in on the bottom part. And that's about it. That's really impressive. What do you think? Do you Does your sliding door do that? No, not even like a third of what this can do. Not even a third. Yeah. <laughs> Does it slide open at all? No. It slides like a slit. And it's then just it's a done. panel of glass. That's very impressive. Yeah. German I mean, it, engineering. It would you know? actually be a fairly complicated mechanism, right, in order to achieve that. You see mm. how the track is actually on the outside there? Yes. And then it has to go back in and hinge. And I suppose there's another advantage, Will, which is for from a security standpoint, if... You had the door, you just wanted the slight breeze to come in, mm. right? Then you could have the latch in the position where it's upright like that mm. versus I, I, if you have a traditional sliding door that just slides and you want it just open a crack, then it's essentially completely unlocked. Mm. Since it, this has the mechanism in the, the, the secondary position, in this position from the outside, I don't think you can reach in and unlock it, at least not as easily. Oh, right. You're talking about this so you position. yeah you can just leave it in the vent position yes I presume but anyway cool windows cool windows somebody in the in the chat says they're from Germany and that's absolutely the normal window or sliding sliding <laughs> that's glass the door default that's the default so that's what you get if you go to Germany you get that instead of your crap sliding door will okay think about it uh, this is the last one of the day and it is from unexpected and this is called the I bin. And right now, what does it look like you're looking at, Will? It looks like a, a little garbage bin that's on the, like, that's embedded into the floor. Okay. All right. Give Is it, it a, the give, floor. Give it a play. Oh. Oh. <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> Will, what, what just happened? Wow, that's uh, that's a, that's pretty smart. What just happened? It's a table, and right. they converted a 
MacBook. Did they convert a MacBook? That doesn't seem worth it for a quick little video. The um, so you can buy this. <laughs> can, I, can I go to ibin.com? I don't know, man. I, I don't. I they. I doubt they converted a real MacBook, right? Well, the, the screen. Is this not CG? CG. The guy's touching it. How's it? The bottom part. Oh, the bottom part. With tracking. Is this not like some Zach King type of thing? Oh, yeah, it's possible. Because he's not going to ruin an, an yeah. entirely good MacBook Pro, right? Oh, maybe. I, I think you or might is be it right. A dummy uh, unit, a dummy unit MacBook Pro. The reflection. I don't know. The reflection seems... Uh, I mean, it could have been a dead MacBook Pro, and then you just cut into it and, you know, yeah. make something like that. But it's it's cool looking anyway. The way the clip comes together, it really disrupts your mind. Yeah. I was very confused at the beginning. You go here, you go bang, you throw the trash, and then your mind is saying, wait, what kind of trickery is going on? How do you achieve this? That's a loud bang, too. The, re the reflection. When Focus on the reflection. Yeah, okay. No, reflection looks good. Really? Right? You see the thing go in. No? No hand. Would you see the hand reflected, though? You should see the hand reflected, shouldn't you? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. The physics look kind of weird. But I don't know. It's hard to tell. They did a pretty good job. They did a good job, so shout out. And obviously this post exploded because it's super cool, as we imagine, some yeah. sort of hidden trash can in a table. Someone should just do hidden table trash can anyway. Yeah. And you do it with a dummy laptop, and it's like a cool feature in your room because you're really cool. Yes. You know how that works, Will? You ever uh -huh. seen that before? Shout out Nate, who's a big fan of Vin. Maybe Vin will see this, and he'll... Uh, be a guest on the show one one more time. It's been a long time since we've actually seen him. Um, but that might be the motivation he needs, all those $2 Super Chats mm -hmm. from Nate. Yeah. Anyway, there you have it. That's the iBin. A lot happened today. This was a breaking episode, as you are aware. And that's our job. We bring you the breaking. Mm -hmm. We're never going to... We're never going to let you down. No, we'll... <laughs> No, no. It was about the shush. It was about the shush. I'm a big Lord guy. Huge Lord guy. Shout out Lord. Thank you for all the super chats. Really do appreciate it. Really makes a difference. Since we're getting copyright strike anyway. Yeah. As I told you before. We'll try to get Vin on the show for you. Hopefully Mo will be back. Uh, we'll be back in one form or another tomorrow, and maybe we'll have new news on the whole situation with Elon Musk and Twitter and everything that's transpiring. Uh, what a time to be alive. That's the bottom line. But this is what we're here for, so that you don't have to go through any of that alone as you're uh, bamboozled, as you're blindsided by the developments on the Internet. Uh, we'll be here. And we'll be blindsided together. Mm. Thanks for joining.